Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Mylacrane. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. What legal documents does my business need? This is something that I'm asked all the time and there's no straightforward answer. There's no one size fits all. Businesses have different stages, different seasons. As things change, the needs change. So let's dive in and I can answer this subject to the nature of your business and where you're at. First of all, if you're a service-based business and you're just starting out, I say to my clients, the core documents that you need, and there's three of them, three core documents that you need at that early stage of your business. One is your business terms and conditions. You can call that what you like. That can be your coaching agreement, your design agreement, your services agreement, whatever you like. But in essence, that is your business terms and conditions document. That's the document that sets out the rules and the terms that govern your relationship with your client. The second document is your website terms and conditions. And the third is your privacy policy. I've talked a lot about these documents in earlier episodes of the podcast. So if you haven't listened to them, jump back, take a listen, because I dive in and explain what they are and why you need them. Most businesses these days do have websites, so all of the advice and guidance that I give is prefaced on the basis that you have a website. If you don't, obviously, you don't need them. So that's your starting out. If you're doing nothing else except focusing on those core documents when you're starting, you are doing well. They are the foundational documents that will set you up for long-term success right from the get-go. When you reach, let's say, year two in your business and things start evolving and changing, your needs will change as well. If your services have changed, if you've introduced new packages, for example, you will need to revise your business terms and conditions to make sure that they are current and up to date, always. You then need to think about outsourcing. If you've outsourced, then the legal documents that you need are going to change slightly because you'll need a little bit more. If you're outsourcing to a contractor, so a VA or a social media manager, for example, you must have a written agreement in place with your contractor. doesn't matter what they're doing for you. You must have a written agreement. Most of them will have their own service agreement to provide to you which is lovely. But if they don't, please know that you as the business owner need to get yourself a contractor agreement drafted that you can use over and over again in your business and you can issue it to your contractor. Of course, if you are bringing employees into your business to grow your team, then you must have an employment agreement. So whether it's a casual employment arrangement or part-time and full-time, you must have a written employment agreement in place, which accurately sets out exactly what it is that your employees are doing for you. And it meets all of your obligations as an employer to have everything covered in that agreement that you need to have covered. And that's what we're here for because you are not expected to know what has to go into it. Now, as I say, when your services change, you need to update your documents to make sure that they are always current. If you haven't already got your hands on my free annual legal checklist, you can download a copy from the website. I've designed that specifically for small business owners just like you in a position where you need to know what needs to be updated, what needs to be covered as the business evolves and grows. 
So you can grab that from the website, tmsolicitor.com.au. You can grab it, keep a hold of it as a resource. That's why I've designed it. So you cast your eye over it probably once a year, I would recommend. And if you know that you've got everything covered, then you can pop it back into your drawer and pull it out the next year. Now, as the business continues to grow, your legal needs will change. So as you niche, as things get nuanced, as you've got new offerings, you're doing a little bit more in the business. For example, you're a service-based business, but you've now got a membership or a course, or you're now going to start selling pre-recorded webinars or downloadable PDFs, even freebies from your website. Those things need to be protected always. So when you find, and I I do find that once we hit about year three in business, this comes up a lot for business owners because of that niching and nuancing and that broader offering, more and more is available in those businesses. So we need to dive in and make sure that all of those things are protected. And if you're doing something like that on your website, that means your website terms and conditions need to be fleshed out. If you've got a subscription, you need terms for it. If you've got masterminds, if you've got memberships, if you've got a course, you need terms and conditions for those offerings. And we develop those through the website terms and conditions as a starting point. If anything is for sale on your website, it doesn't matter if you're in year one, two or three in business, you need to make sure you have the proper click wrap terms and conditions set up that people click on the payment page before the process, the payment. The timing in all of this is key. You need to be compliant with the Australian consumer law always and knowing what you need to do and when you need to do it in the sequence of things is vital. Now, if you're not a service-based business, if you're an e-commerce business, you need to have very strictly tailored terms and conditions on your website that comply with all of your obligations under the consumer law and that adequately set out in detail all of your warranties, all of your refund policies, your returns policies, your payment process, all of it. It all needs to be done properly, thoroughly detailed on the website. And that, my friends, happens from day one. So if you are an e-com business, you need to have that from day one. It doesn't matter if you're in year one, two or three, your needs for those comprehensive terms, which comply with the consumer law to keep you protected, you need them from day one. And again, those are the terms and conditions that my advice is you revisit every year to make sure that it is still current, it is still up to date. We all know that things change over time and that's a good thing. It's okay. But we just need to make sure that we don't forget our legals when we're making our changes and we're making our updates and we're growing with new offerings. We need to make sure that we're keeping our legals up to date because otherwise you won't be protected. If they don't cover what you're selling, if they don't cover what you're doing, you won't be protected. So we've got to keep them updated. So that is the lowdown on the legal documents that your business needs right at the beginning. And then as you grow and niche and nuance your offerings, service-based and product-based. If you start at any time bringing additional people into your team, It doesn't matter in what capacity or what relationship, collaborators, influencers, contractors, employees, make sure you have it documented in writing. You need that tailored written agreement every time you're doing something new. I hope that helps. There's a lot in it. But as I say, if you're curious and you're wondering what actually are 
business terms and conditions, what actually are website terms and conditions, then dive back and listen to some of the earlier podcast episodes where I spend some time answering exactly those questions. As you know, we are up to season six of this podcast and I'm so grateful for the reception that I get and I'm so grateful that I'm in your ears and that you were able to take away real practical insights and value that you can implement in your business. I would love to get this podcast into the ears of more business owners so we can impact more lives. So I would be ever so grateful if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts because those reviews help this podcast reach more business owners just like you. And hey, that's what we're here for. Thanks so much for joining me. Catch you next time.